Hello, love. Welcome to Floating on a Cloud podcast. It is the feeling you get when you are connected to your divine guidance. Sarah Sparks interviews guests to share their story on how listening to their divine guidance positively changed their life for good. Let's make listening to your divine guidance an everyday occurrence. loves. Welcome back to Floating on a Cloud podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Sparks. And today we are talking with creatrix Carolyn McGee. Uh, She is the architect of Sacred Haven for Empowered and Intuitive Living Community, which includes North Carolina retreats, virtual gatherings, powerful workshops, private coaching, and soul-nurturing VIP weekends. Mm, That just sounds delicious. She serves women ready to connect with their inner wisdom. Oh yeah, you're in the right place talking about divine guidance. Oh yes. Trust it to make empowered decisions, then take inspired action to discover the power of nature's cycle to create a life that truly lights them up. She has co-authored 10 plus best-selling books, one of which we got to co-author together. That's how we connected. Is a popular radio and TV host, sought-after speaker, and blogger. Welcome, love. Thank you. So excited to be here. When I um, met you as part of Jen's community for the book that we were in, I'm like, new best friend. She's just so in alignment with me. So I'm thrilled to be here with you. Well, that's great. I did not know that that that's what you thought. I really enjoyed the experience writing that chapter in the book with Jen and all the 25 plus authors. Oh my goodness. So much wisdom and healing came through that book. Um, For those who are getting to get to see the the video, I can hold it up and Carolyn has the same copy, but it's um, sacred medicine (laughs) and it is mystical practices for aesthetic living. And you can find it on Amazon ebook. That's a write a chapter in there amongst so many others. And so go and check it out. Uh, It went, I was surprised. I never had been part of a book like that before. And for it to go number one on Amazon in 11 different categories or something and have close to a hundred reviews. I mean, in a matter of a week or two now, I mean, oh my goodness. I just was, I was in awe. So I'm so thankful for that experience. Yeah, it's amazing. And that's the I think the 14th um, book that I have done, I've done four other collaborations and each one, the experience just gets deeper and richer. And, you know, I write to heal myself. You know, I lost my connection to my intuition and I know that we'll end up going there. But, you know, when I was 10 years old and the writing process has been part of my healing journey to come back to me. Yeah, let's go there. I mean, so you haven't always listened to your inner wisdom. No, what happened? What what happened that you disconnected? I was a extremely connected child, you know, fanciful, <laughs> uh, talked to the fairies, connected with the animals, talked to the rocks, always had a story. And, um, you know, my family had some crisis in it, like everybody's, you know, family has. And I was always told to, you know, stop making things up and um, kind of grow up, so to speak. I was responsible for my sister at a very young age. She's three years younger than me. And um, 
at 10 years old, we were all together, the cousins. I was blessed to be part of an extended family that loved each other and spent a lot of time together. We went down to the river like we always did, except for it had rained really hard the night before. And because I was the oldest, not the oldest, second oldest, but the tallest, I got to go first, <laughs> straight downstream. And oh my goodness. Was in that freezing water for about 30 minutes thinking that, um, you know, I've got to be the most stupid person in the entire world for getting in the water. And of course, you know, I'm getting yelled at from the side for why did you go in? And by the time I came out, I had no faith in myself anymore. I had completely shut down with everything and oh my goodness. Um, spent years trying to find myself again, you know? Mm. It's that external validation, right? Yeah. Oh, you're really good in math and science. You should go be an engineer. Like, I freaking hate that stuff. Okay. Oh my gosh. Did you? Did you go? and? I've got an engineering management degree. I spent 20 plus years in corporate America doing materials management, logistics, all this very techie stuff. Um, got to express my creativity by creating policies and procedures and how to's, um, which has greatly helped me in my life now. Now I've got two businesses that I run uh, successfully by using what I learned. So I truly believe that everything happens to us happens for our highest good. It's just, I kind of took the hard way here. <laughs> no, if I've ever talked to someone be like, I took the easy way. <laughs> I know. It's like, what the heck is up with that? <laughs> Aren't there some people that just did it? Like, oh, look, I want to go there. Let me I, I think so. And I don't think they, they know that they did that, though. I had a friend who, when I lived in Florida, I was always in awe. She never did self-help. She never, like, had to overcome anything. She just was this big ball of love, created whatever she wanted, followed her heart, did, I mean, just, <laughs> she was just this pure soul that just never she did not take the hard hard route ever it was always the easy and i'm like oh my gosh so i know that there is but those that i've interviewed on here i don't think i'm ever in, in interviews i just took the easy route i just <laughs> oh yeah I'm there now <laughs> i've learned my lesson for sure so what changed for you was there another opportunity that had you shift and you wanted to connect you know it would for me it was a gradual process because i you know, I went from following my parents' rules and then boyfriend's rules to my husband's rules. You know, a funny story I tell about my ex-husband is I'm a creative nature loving creature. And I, you know, the wild English gardens. And if it says shade, I put it in the sun just to test, you know, you got to experiment in life, right? <laughs> he was the plant things in rows, you know, measure the distance in between. And when um, I finally saw the light, it actually for me was when Princess Diana died. Mm -hmm. It was, there was like a trigger in me of, oh my God, she was just starting to live her life and she's not there anymore. And her kids are living without their mother. And it made me realize that my kids were really living without me because I wasn't me. Mm -hmm. And that started my path. Now that's been 20 some odd years, but it, you know, it's been a process for me of who am I? Who do I want to be? What resonates with me? What brings me joy? Who do I want my kids to be when they grow up? 
how do I get rid of that ancestral and, you know, genetic karma that we're all carrying? It's just been fun. Lots mm -hmm. of <laughs> healing process, releasing. I'm not certain I have said that it was fun, <laughs> but I love your perspective. <laughs> There, there were times that ooh, it was not fun, but I am so happy that I did take this journey and I did say yes to yeah. looking at looking within. Yep. And it is, it's a huge journey. And, you know, every step along the way has brought me closer back to me. And every step along the way has given me opportunities. You know, one of the first things I did once I really got into the spiritual realm again and kind of got my feet underneath me planted in the earth not living up in the sky, was do that anthology book. It was uh, 2011 and just the healing and the writing and the acknowledging uh, all of the coincidences that have happened in my life to guide me back to me was just so powerful. Hmm. What, what were some of those coincidences that happened in your life if you want to just name a few I'd love to know I'd be happy to so um one of the most powerful ones for me was I've always loved angels like I'm a Catholic and you know that I would sit in the church and count the angels or pay attention to them or that you notice if they moved a statue from one place to the other highly just drawn to it but not really understanding why um, I had them all over my house unconsciously. I was bringing that energy into my house. Well, a friend of mine um, found a angel healing circle local to where we lived. And she said, you should just go check this out. Now, I never would have done that. She was supposed to go with me. Ended up not being able to go. I went, I found my spiritual family um, and I have been with this organization and worked with them and guided by them and learned from them and taught for them, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Uh, and became a minister through their organization. And it really cycled back to me, to, to me understanding my own divinity, the connection to yes, the spiritual realm. And it started with somebody recognizing my pattern and saying, I think you should do this. Mm -hmm. For sure. How do you, what is your divinity? How do you connect? Like, what is your, do you, is it sight, sound, hear? Like, how do you receive? How do you connect? All of that. <laughs> and one of the things that's really, um, I think, funny, haha, funny with um, my divinity is, I was always an empath. I'm still an empath. I was always a feeler and a sensor. It was kind of like my radar. I would feel into the rooms and situations. And I have a very, very strong sense of knowingness, but I didn't always trust it, but I knew what I was receiving. When I was doing my studying, more like a remembering, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, my angel guides, because I've got a sense of humor and I can be a tad bit stubborn, stripped away my sense of feeling, the clairsentience and the claircognizance. So I was basically left with the inability to understand anything that was going around in my environment. Well, I can tell you that I learned really, really fast to see things and to hear things. Mm. And now I would say I'm pretty balanced. You know, the, the sensing and the, and the knowing are still the strongest, but I can very clearly 
um, understand what I'm seeing and what I'm hearing. So you were able to get those ways of receiving back. Did you ask for them back or were they just getting them back? <laughs> and the, you know, I, I would hear chuckles. I'm like, oh, I'm hearing stuff. I never used to hear things, but I would literally hear chuckling. And so um, at the end of, it was a seven week class. So I, I knuckled down. I'm like, oh, this is like really serious. And you did everything that I was being taught to, told to do, taught to do, to remember the gifts that we all have. Mm -hmm. And at the end, um, at the graduation, all of a sudden I could feel and I could know again. Mm -hmm. It was just, brings me to tears. <laughs> it yeah. was amazing. Oh my goodness. Share with me some about your retreats or your soul nurturing VIP weekends. I'm intrigued about those as well. So um, I recently moved to North Carolina. I am in Asheville. Um, I spent many, many years in um, New York. I grew up in New York and then I lived in Massachusetts um, until my children launched. So I have opened up my home and my backyard. I call my yard Sacred Haven. It is the basis for my healing work, which is an energetic way to connect with different healing modalities. We enter a virtual um, which is of course real <laughs> world um, to heal different aspects of ourselves. So what I do is I open up my home for private retreats to people to come in and work one-to-one -one with me to um, be cared for. You know, uh, most of my clients are women. They, they need to be nurtured. They need to have somebody serve them a really good meal to let them, to run them a bath and let them, you know, spend time in their healing. And that's what I do. So they get two days um, and one night. Usually people come in Friday and leave on Sunday um, or two nights. I mean, for, you know, <laughs> I get you. and just get taken care of and go into a deep dive of healing. Mm, beautiful. Awesome. The retreats are also the same, like their retreats and the VIP days are very similar. The right? retreats, I'm, I'm looking at a retreat center down here to do some work at. So that's mm -hmm. not quite live yet. Mm -hmm. We're working on that. That's you know. awesome. I think that's so key. I love that um, sometimes uh, there are certain individuals that I get to work with who don't necessarily, like myself, like if I have the opportunity to do a deep dive and just get through it and go on and create new um i would rather do that than spend months and months and months and months and information comes to me so quickly versus like if i were to try to spend months or a year in like a long program it yeah i'm like i'm a completely different woman by the time that it's oh, even so like well, and you know, one of my um, mentors is Alan Davidson, who recently passed. And some of the most profound work I did, actually Sacred Haven Living came into reality during um, a VIP session that I had with him. So mm -hmm. I'm like, if it works for me, <laughs> you know, because I'm a little stubborn, as I mentioned before, it works for mm -hmm. me, it's going to work for other people. And it does, it just cuts to the chase and mm -hmm. provides such beautiful opportunities for healing. My husband said to me last last night, he's like, goodness, Sarah, I thought I was supposed to be the stubborn one in this relationship because I was being stubborn on a certain topic. <laughs> and I was like, yes, I know. I will work through it. Just give me a moment. <laughs> so we still probably 
have those moments. <laughs> and, you know, stubbornness sometimes is really hidden resistance. You know, it could be resistance to being seen, resistance to allowing in money, resistance to um, being healthy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. So how do you know the difference between that thought that you're thinking and the thought that you're receiving? Mm. I always ask this because it's one of the most, most uh, asked questions by people that I get to, to channel for and work for. Yeah. So for me, because I'm so highly logical and analytical, I can actually feel my brain activate in a different place. Now that's an awareness that I have stepped into. You know, for me, if it's logical, there's like a throbbing or an energy shift in the front part of my head. Mm -hmm. If it's spirit guided, um, it's the back of my head here. Mm -hmm. and I, it's not the same for everybody because I do a little exercise with people when I'm, you know, teaching classes or giving talks and it ends up being in different places for different people, but that's where it always is for me. Mm -hmm. So if I'm trying to make something happen right here. <laughs> If I'm receiving and need to just go with the flow right there. Do you pay attention to those? And do you listen to those indicators? I do. What I do, do you, yeah. Do. What, what do you do when you start feeling like you're just overthinking it or it's, it's coming from the frontal part of your head? I usually go out into my backyard and either um, deadhead plants, <laughs> take a walk around, go to see my fairy garden, you know, pay attention to all the elements. You know, I've got, um, fire elements in the yard. I have a water feature. I big gardens that I created since I moved here in December. And just, you know, the birds are out there. I feel the air on my skin. So it's reminding me to connect in with me and with nature because that's so important. And then I can go back and take breaths, right? That's always part of it. Yeah. And connect in instead mm -hmm. of trying to make it happen. Mm-hmm. My goodness. I hope that everyone takes that away. It's like not to make it happen. It's like every time I could tell we have an opportunity, uh, a housing opportunity to, to purchase. And oh my gosh, it like my mind instantly goes to, oh, we could be doing this. We could be doing that. Like, like the remodel of things. And the last time that I purchased a home, my mind instantly went to that. And so just last night I was like oh I don't think I'm resisting it okay that's cool I'm not gonna make it happen let's see how this unfolds mm -hmm. so yeah for sure um where do you have any cool stories on I know you shared a few already but uh, where listening to your inner wisdom has led you it lived, it moved me right here. Mm -hmm. So um, I had lived in Massachusetts for over 30 years. Now, I grew up in Durham, North Carolina until I was seven. So I've always joked that I'm a Southern girl trapped in the North <laughs> and hate the snow and kind of just half-heartedly said, I'm moving to North Carolina. As soon as the kids are done school, I'm moving to North Carolina. Well, um, I started the process. So I sold my home in 2016, moved into an apartment at a beautiful townhouse place where I could still garden. Um, thinking at some point in time, I'm moving to North Carolina. Well, you know, 2020 in the middle of the pandemic, re-signed my lease because I'm not moving anywhere in the middle of a pandemic. I wake up first thing in the morning and I hear my guide saying, 
you're moving to North Carolina and you're going to be there by Thanksgiving. Mind you, this is the end of July and I had just signed a year's lease, at least the day before. So I'm like, okay, <laughs> just make it really easy on me, please. Mm -hmm. so I started looking online, you know, the things. And every time I tried to push, things didn't work. And um, a friend of mine just said, let's go on a road trip. You know, we'll be careful. We've got good immune systems. Let's go on a road trip. So we did. We came down. We toured. I walked into this house. I knew it was mine. And it just unfolded. Mm, my goodness. Oh, I, that's so beautiful. And I closed my mortgage the day before Thanksgiving. No. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> was so easy the only bump I had was when I got into my head there was an issue with the roof and I started analyzing and et cetera et cetera and slowed down the process it would I probably could have been living here at Thanksgiving if I hadn't gotten in my own way for a week <laughs> get out of your own way everybody who's listening make sure you get out of your own way and well, I mean, you have to know when you are, because sometimes in those moments, you don't, you're not even realizing that you are. I caught myself last night starting to get yeah, in my own no, way, and yeah. I was like, oh, Sarah Sparks, get it together. Like, let's do this. Oh my gosh. Cool. Um, so you feel, you hear, you see, um, and you work with um, the angelic realm, or do you work with all other I work with spirit in general. Um, you know, I am very connected to the angelic realm and it's one of my strongest gifts. Um, I work a lot with the four main archangels, uh, but, you know, I also connect in very deeply with um, Christ consciousness mm -hmm. and with, you know, with his energy. Yes. Do you feel that that has something to do with being Catholic? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I do. I resisted. So I was out in Sedona and I don't know if you have Mary or who you have sitting behind you. Mary. Okay. So I was out in Sedona and there was this little, um, it was like a pedestrian zone area with all these little shops, which could be like anything out there, but we were in there and I don't know what the little shopping center was. It tucked into this little crevice. There was a statue of mother Mary with a fountain and you could do a little meditation prayer or something in front of it. I resisted it. Like I, re it was revolting. Like I just was like, mother energy. And I, I was a mother. Like, and there, there was so much that I needed to like work through, but I was like, whatever. Well, recently I was working with Atlantis Wolf, who is with, and we were doing some emotional releasing. And after the first session, she was like, you really need to journal about the shame of being a mother. And I was like, yeah, I know what that's all about. So I was like, okay, I'll, I'll get to it. And she's like, no, I'm serious. And I was like, I, I know I said I would. So I didn't even have to journal about it. The, as soon as I finished with her throughout the day, maybe like an hour or so later, spirit was like, lay down. And I'm like, all right, mother Mary came and like went inside and like cleaned out and like <laughs> totally energetically remove this gunk of shame this emotion of shame and just took it away and said you're done so i didn't i did i was like so i went back each time i was like okay atlanta said i should journal about this i was like i can't and so i told her i was like 
Mother Mary came and it was like, ooh, I was powerful. And it was amazing and awesome and quick. And I think that's also part of having those floating in a cloud moments, listening to your inner wisdom is that we sometimes think it has to be this long drawn out, let's talk about it process. And we're like, no, we can just offer it up and let whomever needs to be helping us help us. Yeah, absolutely. It, it sometimes is just that simple. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't ever a big, let's say the Hail Mary, like let's pray to Mother Mary or that sort of thing. I, but that wasn't me, but I thought it was interesting that she came and helped with that aspect of it. And I thought it was perfect because it was all, all around motherhood. So yeah, that's beautiful. Really. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Do you have any final advice that you would like to give listeners today? My advice would be to really trust yourself. You know, your body knows what's best for it. You know, your heart is actually your most intuitive muscle. And if you just even simply put your hands on your heart and ask a question, if it's right, it's going to glow. It's going to fill. If it's wrong for you, you're going to feel like you want to pull in. Just mm -hmm. heart and trust it. Really trust yourself. You are your own best guide. I love it. Thank you so much. You're welcome. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye-bye for now. Thank you for tuning into this episode. For more information about the guest and how to listen to your divine guidance, please click on the episode description. So much love to you. See you soon. Thank you.